0: I'm so excited about our podcast and I think you will be too. Today we're having some real talk with two amazing ladies who are powerhouse leaders at work and at home. We'll talk work, we'll talk home, we'll talk about how to balance it all. You won't want to miss this conversation. One of the things that I hear all the time from women in leadership is that while they find purpose in their work, it can be so hard balancing work and home life. And I know that this has certainly been one of the most challenging aspects of my own career path. So before we jump into this conversation let's start with some proper introductions because I know if I don't start with introductions I'm gonna I'm just gonna get going and I will not have introduced these ladies. So first of all let's introduce these ladies and then I will say a little bit more about why I'm looking forward to this conversation. So first of all Allison Beasley-Polson. So she is a finance director at the Nature Conservancy, and she's been employed by the Conservancy for 15 years with work experience in grants administration, internal audit, and finance. So she currently leads a team of eight staff that provide communication, training, and support to over 100 finance staff located in all U.S. states and 35 countries Okay, that's a lot of people to keep track of. (laughs) Um, In her free time, okay, when I read that, I was like, that's kind of laughable. In your free time, uh, she's on the board of directors for two small, not-for-profit organizations. And this is where you will laugh, too, because how does she have any free time? So she's married, and she has twin boys who are 16 months old. And then she has four stepchildren between the ages of 23 and 15. So, you know, my first question for her might be, um, when does she have free time? But I'll leave that later. (laughs) Um, And then let's introduce Anne Still. So Anne Still is the CEO and owner of Still Strategies, a small business providing management consulting, facility portfolio management, and workspace solutions to both government and commercial sectors. So prior to starting her own business, Anne worked for very Agencies in the federal government, including NASA and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Anne lives in Arlington, Virginia, with her husband, eight-year-old daughter, and six-year-old son. So she's she is bringing she's bringing up the East Coast for us. So we're so so excited to have you with us as well, Anne. So I'm so thrilled to have both of you here today, and so. I thought that i would I would bring in the real pros to teach us their ways. that clearly they have a lot of leadership experience but also some great experience with. Uh, figuring out the work-life balance. You know, many of our listeners are leading in very similar ways to our guests. They're doing important work with organizations they feel very committed to, with teams they love and are challenged by, all while juggling life, family and kiddos and remote work and travel and all of it. And it's all really, really great and meaningful, but it can all be a lot, just a lot, a lot, a lot. So I know so many of our listeners will be able to to really relate to our guests' experience. And so I just think there's such power in these types of conversations because they are opportunities for learning and growth. And so I know that I tease both of you about being pros on this topics, And definitely I think you'll have some great valuable things to teach us. But I think more than anything else, these are great. Um, opportunities to have honest conversations and openings for each of us to say, you know, it's okay to not have it all together. I know that those, those types of conversations have always been most powerful for me. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say, so, Allison and I have, have been lifelong friends and don't worry, I'm not going to like spill any dirt on you or (laughs) (laughs) who knows you might be spilling dirt on me by the end of this conversation. But, you know, over the years, I've just so appreciated our conversations on these topics. And, and I think, you know, what has been so meaningful about these conversations is, you know, leaving them and recognizing like, "Ah, I don't have to have it all figured out you know and like being in the trenches with with friends and recognizing like yeah this is hard this is hard stuff but it's meaningful and you know this idea of like we're all in it together and how that can really help to take a little bit of the pressure off of ourselves and off of one another and so i think there's real power in that and real power in these types of conversations and so that's really you know, my hope for our time together today. And, you know, one of the things that I love from Brene Brown and some of her teachings is the challenge to show up as a learner and not as a knower. And when we're willing to do that, we always we always grow. And so I know as we talk today about our experiences in life and leadership and love without having to be knowers, um, that not only will we grow, but I'm confident that we'll you know, what we have to say will be helpful for those who are listening as well. So I'm just really grateful for both of you to, um, you know, for your willingness to be here and to share a little bit of your experience with us. So thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now you get to like set the record straight or, you know, correct (laughs) your bios or anything, anything like that. So maybe we could just start and, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about your leadership journey? Because I think one of the misconceptions out there sometimes is, you know, people start on a leadership journey and they they know exactly what they want to do. And it's just like a straight, straight course to, to leadership, right? And you're sure. a CEO and owner of your own company. And, and is that what your leadership journey looks like? <laughs>
1: Quite honestly, I don't know that if you had asked me like 10 years ago, much less like 20 years ago, if I would have owned my own company, I don't I don't think I could have said the answer was yes. It didn't even really cross my mind, even though I came from a family where my father had his own company, so I was exposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started off and my journey was kind of meandered quite a bit. Um, I started off studying, of all things. Um, in college at civil engineering. And so, yeah, and after I graduated, I um, moved out to uh, the Washington, D.C. area, and I worked in traditional civil engineering, and that lasted about 10 months. (laughs) So you loved it then. I (laughs) I mean, it was great. I mean, it was a great job. I was like, I mean, I was making a bank. I was thinking I was making like 34,500 a year, <laughs> which out in Arlington, Virginia, 20 something years ago. You, live even, off it. you could live off of it, but yeah, I had a roommate. I mean, yeah, you know?
2: no, I was, I was making the same living yeah, yeah, in the yeah, same Yeah. Area, yeah. So, yeah. Did, didn't you
1: feel rich at the time oh, like, going from, compared to our friends? Going from college to that, that paycheck. I
2: was like, yeah, I got a mate. I can go buy a car. Yeah. Like, it was a big God, deal. Guy on the hog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. It was pretty sweet. So, um, And then one day I was, it was back when you had to actually look for, I tell people who are like, obviously younger than us uh, about this. They're like, oh, you looked for jobs in a newspaper. So I was like, (laughs) like literally in the print newspaper. So every, you know, we'd get the Washington Post delivered her house. And, and back then it was only like 25 cents. It was like ridiculous cheap cheap for a while. And now it's like. And, and you were you were like bankrolling money, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you could afford <laughs> well, that. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I read in the, and there was this little like tiny nondescript um, job advertisement, and I was just looking at it more for fun than anything. Uh, about they were looking for an engineer who spoke Portuguese. Who was willing to travel to remote locations. And of all things, so I'm an engineer, I speak Portuguese, and hell yeah, I was willing <laughs> to travel to remote locations. That's cool. So I actually I called and or no, I I think I I think I faxed in my resume. And then I got this call back. Wow. And um they called me actually like at my work because I don't even think I had a cell phone and it's kind of like when people, some people had them, some people didn't. So I actually went across the street. I, I'm like, can I call you back in a few minutes? I went downstairs across the street to a phone booth and I called, <laughs> I called them back The, the and, and I had basically a phone interview and the next day I went up for like an in-person interview and it was this job with NASA
0: doing um oh, That's the
1: nondescript. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was it job with NASA doing, um, setting up infrastructure um, and logistics for this huge, it's actually the largest scale um, biosphere atmospheric project that's ever taken place in the world down in the Amazon. Oh, wow. So I did that for like eight years, eight, nine years. And then that was sort of wrapping up. And then I went over and I worked in Homeland Security um, doing facilities, portfolio management for ports of entry, like airports, seaports, land, ports of entry along our borders. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of like went up the ranks there and I reached a point where, and I had some great experience, fantastic experience, like had worked for some great people, worked for some not great people, Mm -hmm. was... um, you know, just had some very unique, challenging things that were placed in front of me, um, some projects that I got to work on. And it was always changing, especially at Homeland Security. It's like whatever is the news of the day was, yeah, you know, was for what sure. was happening. And Homeland Security at that time was also fairly new because if you guys all remember after 9-11 was mm-hmm. when I was formed. So um, I did that. And at some point, I just wasn't happy anymore. And oh, by the way, like during all of that, I met my husband. We did it for a couple of years. We got married mm-hmm. and then um, we started to have kids. And so I had my I knew I didn't want to do any big changes like mm-hmm. when I was having kids. And I knew that like I was secure enough and my job, what I was doing there that I felt like, OK, I can actually have kids and do this job at the same time. And
0: um, oh, that's like such an important point though. Right. Like you, you had to be at a point where you were secure enough yeah. in the job that you could have kids. Yes. Right. Which like, I mean, I just think that's a consideration most right. Like men do not really think about. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it ever, you know, ever crosses ever their case, mind. Yeah. 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 And, and I was, you know, I was a little bit older. I was like 35 when I got married. So I was like 37, 38-ish when I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I had my son a little bit less than two years later. So I knew I just wanted to but I became increasingly like dissatisfied with what I was doing. Of course, there was like the age old story of there was some promotions that I wanted to get and. They were kind of like name only promotions. I didn't get them. I got mm-hmm. passed over for people who uh, you know for um, I felt I was deserving of. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Forget this. And um, at the time, I was talking with a friend of mine who um, had is an entrepreneur. And he kind of like nudged me and was like, "Do this! You got to do this! You got to do this!" So cool. And so, uh, you know, with his encouragement and obviously the support of my husband, I put in my resignation, <laughs> which felt awesome. <laughs> That's a yeah, so scary. Cool. Yeah, which felt awesome. And I was at that point in time; I was already leading pretty large teams and we were in different locations throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like when I was working on the project for NASA, I had people that worked for me um, down in Brazil too. So, you know, I had quite a bit of experience leading leading people, leading projects, leading initiatives. Uh, And I just felt like I was kind of tired of being told what to do. And also to, I felt constrained. So I started this, I started this business. Well, first I went on vacation. It was my 40th, <laughs> it was my 40th birthday year. So I quit my job, went on vacation in Costa Rica with my family, came back and literally the next day, like started work and never wow. went back. And that was, this may, it'll be five years ago.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. And haven't looked back. No. Been happy with your decision.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it has, without a doubt, been the most stress inducing thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably even more so than motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's a very lonely place to be, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a common refrain you hear from like business owners. Yeah. It's, oh, very lonely place to be. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I have my go to's and I have I've built my my team of, of not only people who work for me who are amazing and we have like mm-hmm. this great familial, almost relationship, Mm -hmm. but also like people that I trust who, whether, you know, their friends or other professionals that I actually pay higher to, you know, to advise me on things. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I love, I love so much about, you know, your leadership journey, but, you know, just the, just the nature of it in terms of, you know, you just you take up some of these opportunities, you know, like, oh, there's just this little ad. And then, you know, we think about some of the mentors or the the, the people in your life that encourage you along or nudge you mm-hmm. along and how that can really, um, that can really make such a big difference. And then the other thing that stood out is just, you know, you paying attention to your own experience of like, ah, like, you know, the dissatisfaction or, you know, like, ah, it's, it's time to do something yes. different. Yes. Yeah. And how, you know.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of, um, I guess just listen, I mean, a whole like sub journey and all of that of mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, trusting in yourself. I'm still every day, like absolutely trying to figure that out and, and, um, you know, it's not it's not cut and dry. It's not by any means easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of pressure to make it, make it look like it's easy for mm-hmm. others. And, um, mm-hmm. But and a lot of pressure not to talk about the the difficult things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think especially when you're, um, especially when you're the owner, when you're the CEO, right? Like those you lead sometimes really need you to. Like exude confidence yes. and, and be like, like a, everything's okay. Got it all together, yeah. and and I think at least for me, like my experience has been like it's there's a fine line between like okay, like we're gonna see this through. We got it together, and we kind of need to be transparent about these are the challenges yeah. we face. Yes. But but getting that fine balance right is yeah. oh, I think so that's for tricky. Anyone that leads a team
1: too, because I have it all the
2: time where. If there's chaos happening, you know, like yeah. management changing or something that you as the leader have to be like, you know what? We're OK. We're going okay. to be fine. You know, yeah. like, don't let that trickle down to your to the people that you're yeah, you definitely hired, be hired or supervising. Force. Yeah, yeah. You, absolutely. And you have to calm the water. Uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, Ali, tell us about your leadership journey and like how how did you get where you are now? Um, okay, so for
2: myself, I actually ended up out in DC area also at the same time Anne um did, and that's how we met, um, being in the same area. Um, so I started my career out with Arthur Anderson. Um, oh, Arthur Anderson. Day. So my, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. my background is accounting. <laughs> and that was just what you did. You went and worked for one of the, I think it was a big five. At Go the time for one of the something. big five. I know.
1: They, they no longer exist. I I they still are a big five. They're just not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Arthur Anderson. No, they're not. And um so anyhow, so that's where I started my career and quickly realized that um I wanted to change. And and I think kind of what Ann was talking about, the looking for those different opportunities. And and that's, I would say that's what I've done through my entire career is when a new opportunity comes, you got to decide if it's right for you, mm-hmm. but take it, grab it, you know, and, and don't think, oh, I'm I'm not qualified or this isn't right for me. Um, but if it looks like a good, good uh, option, then you got to grab it. So I, so I being mean, open, being open, open to, to it to and, grow, and thinking then. that I can do that. Yeah, you know, Like, it. don't think, oh, no, I, that's not for me. So um, anyhow, I, I went to a couple of different places, ended up with the Nature Conservancy, and um, they were always someplace I wanted to work. So I felt really lucky to get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of built my career there with them. And it's been amazing. Um, I was an internal audit and got to travel the world. Oh,
0: so i <laughs> i i got to be like the sad witness to all of Allison's trips. I'm like, where are you now? I'm in Kenya. I'm here. <laughs> oh, I saw well, some I mean, amazing geez. things. You saw the world. The other great
2: thing is the company I work for does some really exciting and amazing on the ground conservation work. And so meaningful I, work. Meaningful right. work. And I got to see it in person, which was wow. just the bonus on top of it. Um. So I did that for eight years, um, got to meet some great people. That was the other thing is that through that job, I was meeting country directors and state directors and um, people who knowing my name and who I am and the, and the work that I can do mm-hmm. helped, I think, project me through my career because okay. I had these great contacts throughout my company yeah of people I'd worked with um
0: okay and that's huge right because oh, that, that's actually sure. one of the, um it's actually in an upcoming podcast they talk about um the most effective um female networkers and they they network broadly across mm-hmm. the organization right and it's like their networks are really fluid and yeah. how uh, how that makes a huge difference yeah, for and, leadership and luckily the job gave me that opportunity that I was in and you took advantage
2: and I took advantage of, I really did. And so in my current role, I was, um, I'm, I'm now the director of my team, but previously I was just a member, Mm -hmm. you know, one of, one of the members of the team. Mm -hmm. And, but my boss at the time, she actually reached out to me. She knew who I was, you know, from this networking and all this stuff. And so she said, I want you to come on the team Mm. Um, and then when she decided to leave and this position opened up, it was interesting. Um, I think it was Anne I was talking to actually at the time. And I said, Anne, I'm like two months pregnant with twins. I thought
1: you were like more pregnant. Than Maybe that. I was more. Yeah, because <laughs> twins, by the way. Yeah, I mean, was three or four. I don't know.
2: And I said. And I think sh- you were very pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, so I work remotely. So yeah. my you know, if I wanted to not tell people, you know, no, one, no one yeah. saw yeah. what was can, going you on. You could
0: hide behind the yeah. webcam. Yeah, I was behind the webcam. No one knew. So am <laughs>
2: looking a little fool in the face. Yeah, exactly. So I'm right. like, it's been a good summer. Everyone's too polite to say anything. So I I remember reaching out to Anne and saying, Ann, there's this job. Um, It's a director position. It would be a promotion. I don't know if I should apply for it or not because... As soon as I get it, I'll go on maternity leave.
0: Like oh. this is what was going I remember on in my you head. Me yeah, and I think I talked to. And I loved Anne's advice to you. Um,
2: I hope it's the same counsel. thing I'm thinking of right now. But she's like, "Well, you're you want a job, right? So why not that job? Why not that be your job? Rather, you know, go for it. That that is that, that's that job. That's exactly you're going to have a job whether it's the one you're in now or that one. So what's mm-hmm. the difference? And yeah. I was like, you know what you're right. Right. Absolutely. And there's no reason. Like I felt very, you know, I felt qualified for it. Uh And I thought I need to go for it. Here's an opportunity and, um, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to make this work. And, and it's kind of true. It's, I was either going to do my previous role or my current role and it worked out great. My company was very supportive. I, You know, when I told him after I after I got the job, (laughs) that's
0: right. After you get the job, because you're qualified.
2: Right. And and I talked to one of our mutual friends, Melissa, at the time. And Mm -hmm. I said, should I have told the hiring manager during the interview or, you know, in that process? Because I knew him really well. Yeah. Yeah. I said, should I have told him that I was pregnant and going on maternity leave come, you know, November? Mm -hmm. And she worked in HR and she said, I wouldn't want to know. She, that's <laughs> that's yeah, she, no, I she goes <laughs> yeah because she's yeah. like I wouldn't want it to sway my decision either way exactly is what she said and and you know you could probably debate sure. the right approach but I decide. you know what I want to be hired because I'm the right person for the job mm-hmm. um and have nothing else other than my skills and my abilities make that decision yeah yeah um And so I told him when, when, when my hiring manager, you know, reached out, I said, Hey, I want to let you know, you know, this is what's going on. I'll be going on maternity leave come November timeframe. How how are you feeling about that conversation? Um, I was really nervous. I was really curious to tell him, were
1: you talking? It was a man you were talking to? Yes. Yes.
2: Um, the best part about that is I knew him really well. I'd worked with him face-to-face in the same office so for good many years i had a good relationship i knew he was a very reasonable yeah um understanding person yeah. and he's a, he was a family man you know and yeah. so i think i had a a good situation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i was nervous to tell him that to be like sure, oh absolutely. by the way i'm going on maternity leave soon and so
0: thanks for the job thanks
2: for the job and i'll be back yeah. you know yeah and he just said Okay, well, that's good to know. Congratulations! I'm really happy for you. Tell me more about, you know, yeah, you're having, you know, he said. So you're having a child, and I said, well, I'm actually having two. (laughs) And he was like, the plot thickens. Yeah, and he's like, whoa, okay, that's a lot. And I'm like, I know, it's it's going to be a lot. I said, but I've I've got a good situation. I'm really, you know, I think I'm set up still to succeed here, and and I'll make sure I have everything covered before I go out. Um, which I'll tell you, I had, <laughs> my twins were born eight weeks early. So to say, I know before the baby shower, I know. And so, um, to say I had everything covered, it was by the skin of my teeth that I yeah. had just gotten some things in order and then went out. Yeah. Um, but I, and I told my boss at the time, I said, you know, I have an amazing team of people and they are, and they're still that way who I know it's going to be. A stretch for them, but I know they're they're gonna, you know, pull together and mm-hmm. they'll be okay while I'm out. Yeah. Um. The crazy thing is, I hired two new people who started the week after I went out. <laughs> That's right. So, I remember. Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of crazy. But anyhow, so I'd say for for my leadership, kind of where I went, mm-hmm. I looked for the opportunities, I networked, got to know people, um, and. I think I, I try to work really hard on those relationships today with those working relationships, you know, don't, don't burn bridges because there's just no need for it. and, And you'll succeed with those relationships. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, relationships are just really matter so much. I mean, just personally. Right. But I think when it comes to anything, like nothing matters more than the relationships you cultivate, Right. And so whether it's, you know, like you're going to need those later. I mean, that's kind of a very transactional way to look at it. But it's just like, you know, that's that's your integrity. That's who you right. are. That's what you're going to be remembered by.
2: And I feel and like people helped me through my, you know, process so far, you know, yeah. and and I hope to do the same for someone else Absolutely. because, um, you know, you got to help other people who are also trying to mm-hmm. find their way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah, be the way for someone else. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's yeah. great though that like you ultimately made the decision not it's so not to slow down your career because yes. you had kids to just keep going as if, you know, you're looking forward because I think so many women feel that pressure, especially when they're, you know, they're working women and they they just kind of like take these feel like they have to take uh, easy jobs or things that are just, you know,
0: or something that's safe. below their yeah. below their skill level. Yeah, I I I agree with you on that. And I think I think part of what's really powerful in 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 what you just shared, Allie, is that you that you had you had a good friend that that encouraged you to go for it, right? Because I actually think a lot of times Um, unfortunately, like the people in our lives are there, wringing their hands, saying like, "Oh, are you sure? Oh, yeah. Like maybe, maybe it's too much, or maybe it's too stressful, or maybe you should just, maybe you should just stay with the other job." You know, I had had coworkers who made comments like that, like,
2: "Oh, are you going to go 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 part time or something?" And then I'm like, "Well, should I?" I, (laughs) Yeah, then (laughs) you kind of start to I start to doubt myself. myself, and and I think the best resource for me was to talk to other women yeah. who understood, like talking yeah. to you, talking mm-hmm. to Anne, mm-hmm. you know, other people who also were working, also yeah. had kids. Um, I mean, I appreciated everyone's input, sure. but I'm like, you get me, you know, yeah. like yeah. we, we can talk and you understand where I'm coming from. And mm-hmm. you also can give me some of that real advice yeah. being like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. It is hard, but this is my suggestion. One of the things Anne said was, you know, we talked a lot about um, I was looking at daycares and stuff. Yeah. And then I remember yeah. Anne saying, oh, man, that is that's really hard to get two kids out the door every morning. Amen.
0: <laughs> no matter what, probably no matter what the age, right? Whether you're in Utah or Arlington. I'm thinking Arlington might be a little Ar- hardier,
1: harder. Or whether they're like 12 months or 16, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: 16 might
2: be even harder. Yeah. <laughs> and so she, her advice to me was like, do what you can to maybe have someone in your home. In the home, if you can. Um, and I just ended up with the most ideal situation. It's, anyone, it's
0: pretty ideal. I couldn't have created yeah, it if yeah. I didn't. But
2: I do have someone. It's a niece who lives in our home and she watches the boys. She's our nanny. Yeah. Um. So I don't have to do that. But I don't know. I think I would have pushed... The other way, if I hadn't had someone who'd been through it that Who's I could navigate that. Yeah, that yeah. says, oh, yeah, this is, these are
0: your hurdles. Yeah. So just consider it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because you, you don't know what you don't know. I've and never so done have, this before. Yeah, like, exactly. So that, to have a friend who, who says mornings are hellacious, Yeah, it's going to be just really just the transitions, hard. too. That, like, yeah, I always find coming yeah. home
1: in the evening was <laughs> yeah. picking up your kids and, like, they want to play. They're having fun with their friends. Yeah, that witching hour, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah,
0: absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, I think to your point that this idea of knowing knowing yourself and and being able to look at okay, well, well, you know, am I going to be content in this other job? Like ultimately, right? Like so, so these next couple of years might be a little challenging, right? But ultimately, what. I you know, think I would have, to I would have, have regretted not at least yeah. trying,
2: like I didn't, there were some great candidates for this job. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one and I thought, you know, I, at the end of the day, I will regret not mm-hmm. at least applying Yeah. Um, and putting myself out there. Yeah. And so even if I didn't get the job, which I would have been, you know, that would have been fine. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't want to look back and say, man,
0: I wish I would have, mm-hmm. I wish I would well, have tried that. Yeah. What if? Yeah. Yeah. So I've just been coming across some of the research on stress and, and I think one of the biggest disservices we've done, and I think psychologists have been a big part of that. So, you know, I'll indict all psychologists <laughs> here, but um, so I'm trying to correct it now is we've, we've sent the message that all stress is bad mm. and the research actually shows exactly the opposite. And so, you know we. So we kind of think about, for instance, you looking at, you know, having having these babies and potentially looking at a new leadership role for yourself. And it's like, oh, that's going to be more stress. That's a bad that's a bad idea. You really shouldn't do that. But when we think about stress, what the research is really indicating is that stress stress is a sign of meaning, right? Mm -hmm. That when we have stress in our life, it means that we really care about things. And so, you know, it's an important way that we make meaning in our life. And so it's the the thing about stress is when we see stress as a negative, bad thing, like this shouldn't be part of my life, Mm -hmm. then it actually has negative effects on us. But when we, when we can change our relationship to stress and say, you know what, like, yeah, this is a, this is a challenging period, but isn't it lovely that, you know, I get to, I get to be a mom to these babies and I get to do really meaningful work and that you, you learn to kind of embrace the challenges of that. Then you, you actually get the benefits of stress and they're actually like really big benefits that's good to know to stress <laughs> yeah i know that's that'll, that'll be an upcoming podcast i was,
1: I was z- thinking huge my maternity leave with my oldest uh-huh. and i was off for about five months on maternity leave and going back so i went through this entire journey though of like being kind of mad that i had to work and then all of a sudden i was like why am I pretending to be mad that I want to work and that I, that I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer this yes. <laughs> and I want this. And so it just, I just had to come to my like unrealization that like, no matter what, this was the choice that I wanted for my life in order to be happy, in order to feel fulfilled and thrive in my life. I need to do this work.
0: Yeah. And, And maybe you can, maybe you can fully own that and you don't. Right. I mean, I think for a lot of us as, as working mothers, we feel guilt about that Mm -hmm. or maybe others throw guilt on us about that. But I've had those years. I mean, I had years where I was like, okay, I'm going to just work part time. And then I was like the most depressed I've ever been in my life. I'm like, well, this certainly is not working for me. And, and actually what they find with stress is when, people, people always say like, I just want to be less busy. I just want to be less stressed. (laughs) And then they're less busy and they're depressed. Right. Right. And so it's, it's actually about like, how do you find meaning? Sure. And so finding meaningful work, right. It's like, you're probably always going to be pretty busy if you're doing meaningful work. And so it's really more about like, how do you find that? that balance. And of course, like having rest and recovery is so essential, but getting to a place <laughs> where you can, where you can find some peace and, and own your decision. Right. I mean, I like for myself, I think I spent a lot of years just feeling guilty one way or another. And I think that came for me, like from culture and Absolutely. just like my own pressure so more, more really than other people. Yeah. But it's like, once I got rid of that, it was like, Oh, well, this feels much better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So how do how do you balance love and work? How do you balance work life and home life? Maybe Anne tell us. I don't. <laughs> I don't you, know. You tell us. Yeah, that. this
1: is like <laughs> a popular topic. But I just, That's because I no know, one's I, figured it out. Yeah, and I'm not convinced there is a balance. And recently I heard something that sort of rang true to me. Um, yeah. I don't know who to attribute this to. It was somewhere out there. And we'll attribute it to you. <laughs> How's that? But they they were just saying how they're, they didn't believe in work-life balance because you just try to find the thing that is most important for you to focus on at that moment, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, going to your kid's classroom for their classroom Valentine's day party last week, or if it is, you know, going to a dinner meeting with a, with a a potential new client or business partner, Mm -hmm. um, that type of thing. So it's just finding like the right thing at the right time. I don't yeah. think you can ever, something's going to. Something's always going to give. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Something's always going to give. And you have to also, I think an important piece of that is, and this is by far the hardest part, is trying to find time for yourself. Uh, and, amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's any mom's challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm but especially like a working mom because you feel that added pressure of, okay, if I'm not working, then I need to be with the kids. Yeah,
2: um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when, when they go to sleep, then you need to make sure the laundry's done or, you know, like <laughs> there's but, always more to do. The, the yeah. list of things to do at night, like at mm-hmm. for the couple hours that I have after they go to bed is pretty long. And so I've yeah. kind of just come to the realization of, OK, here's my list. I get one thing done and I've mm-hmm. got to be OK with that because mm-hmm. I need some downtime too.
0: absolutely to just
2: read a book, watch a TV mm-hmm. show, like mm-hmm. just to to shut things off like and to have, be still, to just be still. And so yeah. I'll be like, OK, so tonight catch up on sleep, catch up <laughs> on sleep. Yeah. Anything. Take a bath. You know, those those luxuries. I know. <laughs> and so I'll be like, hey, this is the one thing or these are the two things I'm getting done tonight. Yeah. And I'm okay with nothing else on the list getting done. Yeah. You know, instead of running around like a crazy person. Yeah. And then being disappointed at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, so I've kind of had to let go.
0: Yeah. which some of that. Which is, which is probably a pretty significant shift for many, right? For many of us as, right, like high achieving women, when you think about like letting go of some things on that list, but It's. I mean, absolutely, it's essential because you will make yourself crazy. You'll,
2: I'll be exhausted, and then I'm no good the next day because I'm still tired from the previous day. So yeah, yeah, I've tried to kind of um, reset my own expectations. I think for myself, yeah, of what can I get done? Yeah, um, and just yeah, doing the most important things, Mm -hmm. and you know, and when my my boys are awake and that. They are right now at 16 months old, they are the most important thing.
0: Yeah. When so I'm great. off
2: work. Right. So mm-hmm. I have to be like, you know, nothing else is gonna get done. Food, dinner probably won't get made.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Except my husband cooks. So he always makes <laughs> sure that happens. Check. I know. know. uh uh-huh. Um, but yeah, just letting the rest of it go. And then um, yeah, as far as work, work life balance. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've I have a I have a good setup which has helped me to succeed. I think mm-hmm. you, have in have having that you have to have, you got, you yeah, have, to yes. have your team around yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. So and, true. and people, when I was pregnant and I remember other twin moms said, in fact, this one looked me right in the eyes and she's like, do you have a support system? And I was like, <laughs> she, she was like, deadly serious. Oh, she was like, she was, everyone else was cheering and excited for me. And she was like, no, I'm serious. Like, do you have, and I was like, well, I think I do. I <laughs> now that you mention it, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm a little nervous now. Yeah, and, and she was like, "You need to make sure you have support around you, yeah, um, to help out." And you know, luckily, I do. I've got um, stepdaughters who are in their 20s, mm-hmm. who are a huge help. That's great. Um, and family and friends and, and a nanny and a nanny, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, Um, so I do have that and that's, I think, how I survive Mm -hmm. and and how I can enjoy going to work in the morning and not Mm -hmm. feel guilty Mm -hmm. and then feel like I can spend
1: time devoted to my boys both before and after work. Yeah. Yeah. Someone really important to me told me when I was becoming a mother that I needed to, you know, find that support. And there's a lot of judgments, I think, cultural judgments that we have, and also women have on one another that somehow, um, you know, we have to be the one who's, you know, doing everything for the child. And she's told me that to look at it from a different perspective, to look at it as you are basically opening up your, um your child's world to more love. Yeah, you
0: know? I love that.
1: And um so I've always tried to look at it that way. And that's helped and and realize that, oh, when I'm letting, you know, my friends um or people that I pay, like you know, a daycare <laughs> provider or babysitter, something like that, they are just more people to fill my child's world with love. Yeah. And, you know, they've created some really wonderful relationships because yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and our perceptions are so powerful. I mean, I grew up with um, a working mother. I mean, my my mother was always working, and I was I was a daycare kid. You know, maybe that explains it. <laughs> but it was like a it was a lovely experience. And when I think about my daycare provider, I had the same daycare provider as long as I was in daycare, and you know, I don't think of her as you know, this, a sterile daycare provider, right? Like she was Regina and like, she was like a grandmother to me. And it's exactly what you speak to, right? It, It was another loving person, another loving adult in my life. And so I think, you know, sometimes we can, you know, we can just get hard on ourselves or, you know, get, get a little too, um, get a little too, um, judgmental of ourselves in that process. So, um, tell me, so for each of you, um, what, what is, what's one thing that, you know, now about yourself, either, you know, as a leader or as a mother, I'll let you choose one or the other, um, that, that you wish you would have known, a few years ago. So if you could kind of go back and give yourself some advice about like, okay, this is something that I've learned along the way.
1: I wish I could have learned it a little, a little sooner. It's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. I think for me right now, the thing that resonates the most is to trust in myself. Oh, that's so big. (laughs) And, um, you know, like going out. So as I said earlier, I've been in business for five years on my own. Um, mm-hmm. but I started off with a business partner whom, um, we just separated and I bought the entire hundred percent of the business from oh, wow. That business partner at the end of the year. And I, um, while I appreciate that relationship very much, I also wish I had trusted myself that I could have done it not been so um uh mm-hmm. dependent or i i almost fooled myself into thinking i i needed somebody else to help me in this yeah. and i could have done it on my own i just and i did it on my own for all intents and purposes yeah. it just took me a few years to figure out that i was already doing it on my own yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> And I think that goes, you know, it goes from, that can translate to motherhood as well. For for sure. Sure. So to trust in yourself. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's obviously easier said than done. I battle with that every single day. Oh,
0: it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's not, I mean, we're here talking about these things that we figured out, you know, so eloquently today that <laughs> every day sometimes every moment is a struggle <laughs> oh well,
0: well and this is what i've learned also is that like i keep figuring out the same lesson yes you know and every time i'm like oh like okay like yeah. that feels good to figure that out it's like oh oh yeah oh i just got hit upside the head <laughs> because yeah. i need to figure it out in a bigger way.
1: Yeah. So, well, I find so much like, like in that situation, there's so much of me that, you know, that wants to be loved and nurtured. And I'm yeah. just like, I fell into that again. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I am a strong woman. I can do this. Yeah. I can do I'm this. Smart. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Trusting yourself. That's, that's such a big one. Yeah. I think, Yeah. Ditto. I (laughs) check. That's a, that's a big one. What about you, Allie? Um, I think what
2: I've had to do and, and, you know, one thing I've done is I've kind of come in the, in the footsteps or the the shadows of everyone else. So I've been reaching out to people who've gone before me, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so I am always collecting. I feel like I've got a lot of great advice Mm -hmm. from people who have been there before me. But, um, but the other thing I've, think I've tried to do more recently is to just give yourself um, a pass on some things. Like, like I sometimes admittedly, you know, when you're completely exhausted and not sleeping because people are waking up at all hours and you know, whatever (laughs) that I have not probably acted the way I would want to, you know, responded. Totally. And you know, it's, but I have to just be like, you know what? It's it's okay. Yeah. Learn from it, maybe not do it again, don't lose your patience quite so fast, mm-hmm. but don't be so don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Like th- it's a situation maybe that you're in and mm-hmm. um kind of that self-reflection of okay, well that wasn't well. Let's think about how <laughs> how we can do that better next time. Yeah. Um but not to beat yourself up over it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I
2: think yeah. that's kind of what I've learned both both probably in my work and at home, you know, both. There are, there aren't, there are things you learn every day of, Oh, I probably should not have like responded to that email quite that way. Next time, maybe I'll sit on it for,
0: <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> before I hit send
2: uh-huh. and make sure that's what I, what the message
0: I want to, to send. Yeah. You know, something like that. But absolutely. Yeah. so it builds in that self-awareness and the self-reflection mm-hmm. and then like you, you learn. Right. So, so I love that. Um, So from Anne kind of hearing the self-trust and then also from you, Allie, the, you know, not only the self-awareness and self-reflection, but forgiveness, right? Because I think for so many of us, like we're just hard on ourselves, Mm -hmm. so hard on ourselves. Especially when you look around
2: and you're like, she's got it figured out. Like, that's amazing. I can't believe what she can do. And then you realize, wait, once I start talking to this person, we don't have it figured yeah, out. Yeah,
0: this is the truth. None of us have it figured out. <laughs> Amen. But, it, but this is what's beautiful, right? Like when we can all show up as learners, right? Like what we're talking about, like we can all figure it out together. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't have to have it figured out. And you appreciate that honesty. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's really, yeah. I've noticed that, especially in the last few years, how, especially in business, the business that I'm in, it's very it's very male dominated. Yeah, I would imagine. And it's really competitive, especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing with like federal contracts and stuff sure. like that. So there's I mean, everybody plays this game, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to find people who you can just kind of you can be honest with the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So I try to I try to, I guess, bring my authenticity to Um, you know, people I meet with that potentially I want to do business with and, and kind of try, try out the relationship that way to see if like, Oh, that didn't scare them off. And it's gotta be refreshing. I imagine (laughs) Yeah, it feels a lot better. And I think it makes, it makes your life, your, it makes your life happier. I mean, we spend, we all spend so much time at work or thinking about work Yes. And if we're not enjoying and loving what we're doing, it's just going to make our life miserable. Absolutely. And that's going to reflect in our family. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. And in the quality of the work we Mm -hmm. we produce. So. Yeah. Wow, ladies, it has been so lovely visiting <laughs> with both of you. I feel like I've learned so much. So, and I, and I am confident this will be really valuable to our listeners. So thank you so much. Great. Any, any last words of wisdom? I mean, there's been so much, but in any final words or thoughts, my only final words is that
2: I am just constantly learning, like I said, from others. And so I appreciate conversations like this because I learn so much from everyone else. Um, I feel very new to, you know, my current, my current situation.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I'd say, you know, again, trust in yourself, you know, trust in your capabilities to, to do difficult things and just have a great team. Absolutely. And, uh, Try as hard as you can to nurture yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, those are great final words. That's that's perfect. So make sure you head on over to my website to check out the show notes with all the great resources for this episode at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 46. One more time, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 46. I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember love and work, work and love. That's all there is until next time. Take good care.